Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of the Global Health Impact Fund podcast. I'm your host, Martin Eels. Today, uh, what I want to do is I want to discuss with you um, the Global Health Impact Network. Last week, we discussed the fund, um, the international fund, you know, what we're looking for in startups and what partners we're looking for. But I think it's important for everyone to understand, you know, the network. We've mentioned the network several times in the past. So what I want to do today is I want to um, talk with the CEO and the founder partner for Global Health Impact Network and Global Health Impact Fund, Dr. Gary Goldman. So without further ado, um, let me introduce Dr. Gary Goldman, CEO of Global Health Impact Network. Thank you, Martin. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and a, and a pleasure to to discuss a little bit of background behind Global Health Impact Network. Please, I, I, you know, we'd love to know a little bit more about you and then, you know, let's jump into, let's know more about the network as well. So, Great, great. Um, you know, I always start out with what's not a short story, um, so I'll try to be as brief as I can about how we got here. Um, I've spent the last 35 years in healthcare. Um, I started out as a dentist, actually, so I've got an interesting background. Um, went from dentistry uh, to uh, anesthesiology, and um, I became a dental anesthesiologist. And through that practice, got more interested in anesthesia than than the the dental practice. Wound up going back to medical school and becoming a full fledged anesthesiologist after medical school in Philadelphia. Trained, uh, did my residency at Harvard at Brigham and Women's and uh, Mass General, uh, Beth Israel Hospital, uh, focused in on obstetric anesthesia and neuroanesthesia through some fellowships after my residency, and then met my wife, who's a maternal fetal medicine doctor, uh, who trained at Harvard as well, and we wound up coming out to the Bay Area in 1989. Um, once we came here, I'd, I've been in practice for, you know, over 33 years at the same uh, institution in Berkeley, California, part of the Sutter Healthcare System. We have 27 hospitals um, and practiced for a number of years and then got to the point of the early 90s around the time showing my age that we were still using 56K modem dial-ups and the Yahoo portal had just come out in this cool thing just down the road that was supported by Silicon Valley was this internet and uh, got exposed to a number of companies that were starting up during the bubble um, of, of, of technology and said to myself, you know, there's got to be something great that we can do with healthcare and this internet at the time was involved with continuing medical education with uh, my practice and my medical staff in my hospital. And it, I said to myself, you know, it's such a cumbersome process to complete the required medical education as a healthcare provider, especially as a physician, uh, state licensure requirements, board certification requirements, board recertification requirements. It's expensive. It was cumbersome. It was inconvenient that why couldn't we do it and or at least accomplish it on this new Internet? Um, but again, bandwidth limitations, um, technology limitations, we sat down and talked about it a while and realized that what we could do is create a portal first, 
similar to this new Yahoo portal that was out there, where you could say, hey, I'm a cardiologist. I'm going to be off for two weeks. I'll be in Florida during that time. Tell me what's the, you know, the 10 courses that exist within a 20 mile radius of what we're doing. And it actually resounded amongst my my colleagues. What a great idea. So, you know, pre-Expedia, pre-travel, you know, travelocity, we would uh, help people find courses. We would book their travel and, and, and book all the accommodations with a real travel agent in those days. And we leveraged the portal on the Internet. But then it became apparent that most of my uh, colleagues really said, why can't I do this on the Internet? So um, we started to create with this new Microsoft product called, uh, you know, uh, PowerPoint, uh, looking at creating lectures and continuing education on the Internet, developed a learning management system platform for that and ultimately started putting content on the Internet. It was a, and as a matter of fact, it's right behind me. You can see the sign up there. It's called the Continuing Education Channel from, you know, probably 26 years ago. Um, so we built that, and uh, it, it 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 was quite successful. We wound up um, we wound up being acquired by an organization called Challenger Corporation, who um, acquired the technology, and they were in business for quite a while, sending CD-ROMs and cassette tapes to people for board certification, recertification, some CME, um, and took our platform and got on the internet, and you know, and they're still around twenty five years later. So that was my first foray into digital health. Since that time, fast forward, we've, you know, I've been involved in two other digital health companies. Uh, the most recent was an online provider data management credentialing platform called uh, Modio Health, which was um, acquired by CHG, a uh, uh, staffing company, uh, about a year and a half ago. And at the same time, all during all of that, believe it or not, I was traveling around the country as an informaticist for electronic healthcare records with Epic, uh, for Sutter Health in our 27 hospital system, who had an opportunity to be at the elbow supporting a lot of my colleagues with um, electronic healthcare records. And it was quite apparent that a lot of my colleagues were disenfranchised. They were unhappy. They didn't like the idea of having to use electronic healthcare records. They felt that healthcare was becoming more out of control for them. They didn't feel like they had, they were an active participant in the future of healthcare. And it really, I mean, it, it was really, um, it hit, hit home for me as, as a, a serial entrepreneur and an informaticist. So I realized that the, you know, the next 20 years of my life, you know, getting closer to retirement in my early 60s needed to be to create an environment that actually promoted and made it easier for my colleagues to actively participate in this evolving digital health revolution that was in front of us post electronic healthcare record. So that's when we created Global Health Impact Fund. Um, and I believe you've spoken to one of my partners, Oren Aloni Saris, a bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, obviously we know Oren very well, but we know the funds. So tell us more about the network. You know, why have we built this network? And you know, what's the vision going forward with this? So we were looking to create an environment that promoted communication, collaboration, education, innovation, and active participation in this digital health revolution that I keep mentioning. But how do you get there, right? You know, it's not something you just pop up and if you build it, they will come. 
So me being pragmatic and being a serial entrepreneur, there's very little that you can do without money. So the first step is to create an environment to create the capital to be able to build the network. But at the same time, almost a beta test of creating the network itself. So what we did was we started a clinician-only funded venture capital fund focused on digital health, okay, okay. which gave us the opportunity. It gave us the capital from the users and 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 clinicians that needed to be make the right decisions, right? How do we avoid the Theranos investments of the world, right? So we we started looking at companies and targeting our investors based on the investments that we were making. And I'm, you know, again, you probably heard much of this from Warren, but from my perspective, I was really using that model to create a small manageable network of targeted clinicians based on the investments we were making. We were making investments in digital health companies that were remote patient monitoring companies, somewhat disruptive technologies and ability to monitor blood pressure and fetal heart, fetal well-being, things like that. We were looking at platforms to improve the efficiency of electronic healthcare records and the delivery of care. But at the same time, how were we making those decisions? So we were creating a very targeted network of clinicians who were helping us do the due diligence, okay. those appropriate companies make, and they were also investors as well. So that was our, I would say, beta test of the first phase of the network. Man, that's awesome. And we know we have all these clinicians and you know a lot more people as well onto the platform, which you know. Is an amazing platform, <laughs> I gotta say. So, do you want to talk a little bit about the platform and what you know what we're doing with the network on there? If you look at what's out there right now, there are plenty of networks out there. But when you're on those network environments, you're never really a hundred percent sure who you're collaborating with because they're not secure networks. A lot of your information is being shared with other places, yeah. so. That was a problem for me from a provider standpoint. I wanted to be in an environment where I knew that I was collaborating with other healthcare professionals and I could be assured of that. And then it was almost like kismet. It was fate that I was at a Society for Physician Entrepreneurs meeting supported by some colleagues of mine who I knew well because of the venture fund. And there was a group of individuals who had developed exactly that kind of collaborative communication platform and wanted to use it for a social impact environment in healthcare. So their focus was to take this platform and use it for federated non-for-profits like the March of Dimes, Cystic Fibrosis, you know, all these other, you know, non-for-profit organizations in healthcare that were supporting healthcare in, in, a, in a social impact way. So that was the real start of Global Health Impact Network. So we started with a small group from the fund. And then we now, uh, you know, here we are almost three years later on the fund and a year and a half later on the network. And we've pretty much organically grown the network to close to a thousand members. And we've created an environment where we're creating now communities around professions and specialties and special interest areas like blockchain and physician burnout. So, um, that's how we've gotten to this point now where we're now building this network that we 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 had envisioned built. And we do have some really nice communities on there as well. Like what's the benefit 
by these people to come on and create a community or join a community on the Hansen platform. So you have all these clinicians that are out there that are working very hard in a very complex environment using an electronic healthcare record system that is really not interoperable. It doesn't make their their life any easier. And they find themselves being exposed to digital healthcare solutions in which they had very little input into the solutions. So the the biggest quote unquote problem or complaint for them was how do we actively participate? We're so busy doing what we do. How could we do what you've done in the last 25 years? I'm lucky. I'm the Pollyanna. I'm the anomaly who's crazy enough to do all these things. Because when I see a problem, my first response is let's put a put a solution to it, right? No matter yeah. what it takes. So we've created that environment for them. So when they join the network, they can join a group of like-minded clinicians, whether it's around a specific subject matter expertise like a specialty or a profession, or whether it's around an interest like I'm interested in technical solutions for physician burnout, or I'm interested in blockchain and healthcare. So we're creating this ecosystem within our network of not only clinical communities, but communities around what's necessary to accelerate companies and take uh, and create a company in a way that leverages individuals who've either already done it or or individuals who are expertise in helping entrepreneurs who who are startup CEOs. So yeah. um, kind of that's where we you know what we're where we're working towards in the network. Yeah, you know, in the short time I've been part of it, we've done quite well. Um, you know, the education series has continued to be built out, like the knowledge sharing of it, which is great. You know, you touched based on like accelerate. Let's talk about the accelerator. So we we were lucky enough to have access to a fairly large multinational organization that approached us because of our subject matter expertise and the network of, of clinicians that we have to leverage that in a way where we can create an accelerator program. And there are, you know, there are plenty of accelerator programs out there in other verticals, even in healthcare. But the biggest hurdle for a lot of accelerators, a lot of startups, is getting access to those subject matter experts or knowledge leaders. Yeah. Uh, so we're leveraging the network with this accelerator program to allow early stage startups now to go through a 16 week uh, training program, which is supported by the fund, supported by the network, so that when they're pushed out at the other end of this, they now have gone through an educational process that allows them to do this in a fairly, I don't want to use the word standardized way, but cer- certainly a supportive way so that when they're finished with the program, they have access to capital for, for the company that they want to now accelerate beyond the accelerator. And we now have a network that has an ecosystem that helps them post accelerator to take them to the next level. Nice. So definitely keep an eye on that from our website if anyone's interested exactly. in that in a week. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're doing a fantastic job. You know, I'm very excited to build out the network and the communities with the education. Is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, it's spectacular, Martin, to have you on board now with us, uh, you know, and, and, and helping us with the member engagement and creating 
um, creating events and content like this podcast, you know, fireside chats, pitch, pitch events, um, you know, basically events that actually attract members and our, you know, our existing members and new members into the network because it's quite educational for them. Um, and it's a, it's a great experience. So it's great to have you on board really for helping to promote this. Um, and what we're looking to do is we're spending a lot of time now growing the network and, and, and providing more services to our members in a way that allows us to grow both virally and through associations with other medical associations, other medical societies that can provide this entire um, clinician network of resources to their members. Um, and, and we're trying to be that agnostic place for all those associations and multi-affiliated physicians to do a lot of this in a single secure environment. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, it's, it's great to be part of this journey. Uh, I know we're going to be dropping a lot of great content, especially when it comes to the network side of things. So, yeah, definitely stay tuned. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing a clinician burnout series very shortly. But yeah, Gary, I appreciate you joining me today and discussing the network. And I know we'll definitely have you back on going forward. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we invite all clinicians to, to participate and to join our network. You know, it's easy to access us at, you know, www.globalhealthimpactnetwork.net. And um, I would encourage you to actively participate in this digital health revolution because I think our approach and our goal is for clinicians to take back our our intended position as guardians of healthcare, and that's our goal. Yeah. yeah, and just to confirm, like the network's not just for clinicians, but it's for everybody in health tech. So you know, if you're a lawyer, or a consultant, or a startup, you can also apply to join the network as well. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I've trained myself over the last three years because of the approach that we're taking, that it is healthcare professionals, that it's everyone involved in the ecosystem of, of, of supporting the digital revolution. Absolutely. Well, Gary, thank you so much. Um, again, I look forward to speaking with you in the future. Stay safe. And everybody, thanks for listening. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you.